Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today, and I'm so honored that you were able to carve out some time out of your busy day to spend with me. So today we're talking about the building maintenance industry. Recently read an article that went like this. According to recent economic research, this market is currently valued at around $35 billion annually and is expected to grow to nearly $60 billion by the end of 2023. That's not that far away. And for those of you who are listening to this recording, this is uh, today is October the 22nd of 2020. The article went on to say, one of the trends in building maintenance is the increasing popularity of outsourcing in favor of internally managed maintenance. So you can see where not only is this, is this a thriving business and thriving industry, but it also is leaning more towards outsourcing. And we see more and more of that these days. So today my guest is Jeff Odo. Jeff is CEO of Citywide Franchise. In 1961, his father launched Citywide Maintenance to provide Kansas City businesses quality janitorial services. Today, Citywide is a management company in the building maintenance industry. Please help me in welcoming Jeff to the show. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Good morning, Linda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So as I said, it, it seems as though more and more businesses or more and more um, you know, uh, property management companies and those that actually own the buildings are looking outside to bring in resources that would maintain the building. So Jeff, before we start going into that, tell me a little bit about Citywide. It sounds like it well, it's a a multi-generational company here. Yeah, thank you uh, for the opportunity. My father did start a janitorial company, and he was um, very successful, got to be a, a big player in the Midwest and ran it for 30 years and had a bunch of other companies. When I took over, it was great, uh, but it was very difficult to find hourly employees who really wanted to work for us. And so I changed the model from being a janitorial company with all in-house employees and labor and equipment, and inventory and vehicles, and we started using independent contractors to perform the work. And before long, we went from being a janitorial company, which is the, the market size that you were talking about, Linda, with that um, uh, $35 billion industry-ish mm -hmm. to a complete facilities management company. And mm -hmm. now our market is about $100 billion when you include all of the other services that we offer. And so Citywide kind of, today is more of a 
it's a super concept. So instead of buying just a janitorial company or just a window washing franchise or just a carpet cleaning franchise, Citywide actually allows our franchise owners to open doors in 20 different services and make money in 20 different services. And of course, when you can set multiple hooks into a property manager or building owner, it's a lot harder for them to get rid of their janitorial window washing, uh, lawn and landscaping, pest control, and painter than it is just their uh, parking lot sweeping guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that. And so as your father first started this company as a janitorial service, did it grow out of demand? Yeah, absolutely. The hardest part in those days was in the uh, early 60s, people had never heard of giving a somebody else a, the keys to their building. Mm. So the hardest part for my father was trying to get somebody to give him the keys to their building. But as they got it, even back in the 60s, they had a hard time finding people who wanted to clean at night. And so it was purely word of mouth. He had no salespeople. He had no marketing dollars. It was just him. He would sell during the day and clean at night. My mom ran the business and um, and kept the books while he did everything else. And so, yeah, people started saying, gosh, this is great. I don't need to hire my own people. You can actually outsource. And it was a brand new industry in the late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I remember when I was in banking, I had a 30 plus year career in banking. And I remember that um, I worked for a small bank. Well, back then they were all community banks, but I mm-hmm. remember them having their own cleaning crew and um, they were employees of the bank. And when I think about that now, that seems so odd because, they're, like you said, there really weren't companies that were providing that service. Um, and, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, isn't it? Because you're having to educate the person in front of you and your client. So tell me a little bit about how that evolved and how you came into um, joining that business, Jeff. I, um, well, as a family business, it was kind of like a small family farm. My mom and dad said, well, you're coming into the family business. We had <laughs> over over 10 different companies to choose from. You can choose which business you're coming into, but you're coming into the family business. So I uh, actually uh, took over the chemical manufacturing and distribution business, ran that for six years before I ended up becoming the president and CEO of both the supply and the uh, janitorial services business. So just kind of, I have an architectural engineering degree from Kansas State University. I thought I was going to go into that and, of course, never, ever uh, got to practice it outside of the family business. But uh, I sure do enjoy uh, working with my brothers and my mom and dad, and I've got three daughters now, and I'm looking forward to hopefully someday moving it into the third generation. I'm about a year away from having the, my first daughter come into the family business for um, the next generation to begin. Mm-hmm. And so at what point, Jeff, did your family decide to franchise this model? Well, I um, uh, met a gentleman by the name of Tom Hill. He was the co-author 
of Chicken Soup for the Soul. I'm a member of Vistage, which is a, a group of CEOs that meet on a monthly basis. Tom Hill was the speaker. And he came in to our CEO group and he said, you know, I travel the country, I travel the world actually talking to CEOs who are financially successful, but they're not fulfilled in life. They're not happy. They're not living their purpose. They're just going through the motion and there's something missing. And he said that uh, the only way uh, to change that is to become significant. It's not good enough to be financially successful, but you must be significant in life. And the best way to become significant in life is to franchise your business and to teach others the financial success that you have had. And boy, I tell you, Linda, I went home that night. I was so excited listening to him talk. I started doing research on franchising. I didn't know that uh, people would actually buy a franchise for what we do. I only thought about restaurants and food and retail and those kind of services, but I started digging into it. And right away within six months, I had um, uh, hired an attorney and had a franchise agreement and my first employee and and we got into the franchising business. Now, I will tell you, the family was like totally against it. Like no one will ever pay you to be a janitor. It's like, dad, I'm not a janitor. We're a management company. You know what I said? We had yeah. to continue to redefine ourselves from what we used to be to right. what we are today. But that's how we got into franchising was a, uh, being in the right place at the right time. Somebody came in and mentioned it to me. And what year was that, Jeff? In 2001. Okay, wow. So you guys have been franchising for quite some time. So um, so let's talk a bit about that franchising piece of it. Um, when, when you are looking for prospective franchisees, are you looking for someone with building, building maintenance uh, history and experience? No, actually not at all. I would prefer... Out of all of our franchisees, um, there's only two that come from the industry, and I would prefer not to have people from the industry because um, I would. we just like to teach you the industry, and instead we would prefer to find somebody who has strong business-to-business uh, -business sales and leadership skills. If you've mm -hmm. got those kind of skills, then we can teach you the industry. But uh, so that's that's really we would much rather teach you the industry and find somebody with the sales skills rather than teach, finding somebody with industry skills and teaching you how to be a good sales and leader. Sure, sure. So if, for example, I'm your brand new franchisee, um, how what kind of training will you provide me if I have no experience in building maintenance? Yeah, great question. Two weeks of training in Kansas City. We bring in your salespeople and our salesperson and your operations person. Two weeks to Kansas City, then we go out in uh, the field and spend uh, several days, almost a full week with you in your city. That's on top of a online uh, onboarding training program that you have. You also get a um, a series of emails and videos and podcasts from me. In addition to the online learning, then we have quarterly um, regional training. We have the annual uh, conventions. We have monthly uh, training for online with all the franchisees. We have performance groups that we put you in with a group of other franchisees that can help you grow your business. So 
I think that's one of the things that we actually uh, are very, very good at, and probably most any good franchisor, is truly it has to be a great learning and, and training program. And, and because ultimately, you know, that's what we have to do is somehow transfer the knowledge that we have at the home office and teach that and learning how adults learn. There's a variety of different methods. And so you have to become a really, really good training organization to be effective as a, as a good franchisor. Sure. So once I'm trained and we, you know, the, um, the market is here, I have no experience in networking or getting out into the community. Um, how do you help me find my clients? Well, let's go back a, a couple questions where I said we really are looking for people with sales experience. So our franchise owners do have that experience. And if you don't have experience in sales and marketing and networking and business development, you probably would not be a good fit for citywide because we, since we don't cut grass, since we don't paint buildings, since we don't employ janitors, we really are a sales organization. So we find great sales and marketing people or general managers who have come up through the ranks of the sales channel, they understand business to business sales and marketing and development. We teach them the industry. And so uh, we don't actually have to do what the scenario that you just said, we would not be teaching them from scratch. Now, of course, just because you understand business to business development, then that's where we will teach you uh, the right types of accounts. There's nine industries that we go after first. We give you a bidding module that teaches you how to bid everything. We teach you how to find the independent contractors to do all the work. So that, of course, we will support you 100% on. Mm -hmm. And you, you talk about um, having the, the, um, the, the software, it sounds like, that will help you to bid these jobs. What size jobs do you suggest that brand new franchisees begin with? Well, we tell people that all dollars are not created equal. The easy money is in these smaller accounts and smaller accounts being less than a thousand dollars a month and um, bars and restaurants and bowling alleys and those kind of things. And we just really encourage our franchise owners to stay away from those, even though it's easy money, it'll end up killing you. If they're seven day a week accounts or late starts, they're just not our type of accounts. And so with our professional marketing materials, we can go to a customer and tell a story that we've been in business for six, 60 years. We have lots of clients similar to yours. We clean hundreds of millions of square feet on a nightly basis, and they can actually go after a uh, a clientele that is probably closer to 10,000 to 100,000 square foot building and have great success with it because of our story that a new franchisee can tell rather than just going out and getting the the quick, easy smaller accounts. Mm -hmm. And are there specific industries, Jeff, that are a better fit for citywide? Yeah, we have a bullseye where in the middle is 
one type of business that says every salesperson, every person on your team should be looking for this. Then in, in the first circle outside of the bullseye are nine industries. And then the second one is one uh, uh, more type of, of accounts. And then you have three, four, and five. And so we really teach them um, where to start, how to stay laser focused, how to prospect, um, how to keep from spreading out all over the city so that you can maximize your sales dollars and minimize the windshield time that you have with driving all over uh, uh, these large, uh, we give exclusive large markets to our franchisees. So we really do try to keep them very, very focused on the types of accounts that citywide services best. Sure, sure. Then because if they've never been in, in this market or this industry, um, they may not know those, those absolutely ideal clients. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, folks, this is October 22nd of 2020, and it looks very different than it did October 22nd of 2019. So Jeff, tell me, how has the pandemic impacted the way your franchisees deliver their service and how have you citywide supported your franchisees during this time? Well, it, it's been difficult like anybody else. When this first hit, we had a lot of businesses that were not essential that closed up, and that really impacted our franchisees. We started having daily meetings with our leadership team and weekly uh, Skype calls with our franchisees. We started to uh, waive some expenses, defer some expenses. We talked to our franchisees about uh, we're going to suspend many of the system standards and don't worry about the contracts and the agreements that you have with us. Just focus on surviving and taking care of your people. Anybody who will commit to not laying off people, then we're going to waive some additional fees for, for them. And what we ended up happening is, as an organization, um, you know, we are going to have a record year again, which is wonderful. And our our profits are way up. I actually had the pleasure of having an all-CEO franchise company call yesterday, and we've uh, tripled our annual profits for the year, which is pretty amazing. So our goal was X, and we've already got three times that for the year. So our franchisees are being very successful, which just means that even though there are still a lot of businesses that are closed, the accounts that are open are, are, are need a lot of additional services. And so we've been working with the franchisees, making sure that they have the equipment, the supplies, and the bidding know-how to go out there and and to get those extra services. And so it's mm-hmm. we've, it, we've been very blessed for sure. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with contractors and the um, the requirements change, do you do your contractors usually stay on top of what the the new requirements are, or is that something that your franchisees have to stay on top of to manage the contractors? Yes, that is what makes Citywide great is uh, our ability to hold the contractors accountable because the contractors by nature, you know, they 
sometimes might not want to do everything that they need to do, and that's where Citywide comes in, is that they will hold the contractors accountable to our client scope of work and make sure that the, the work does get done properly. Mm-hmm. Especially during this time, because I know that there are some um, businesses out there that have opened, for example, gyms, that they now have to have a sanitation program of some sort put in place to show that they are uh, adhering to all the standards. Are you seeing things like that in other industries as well? Yeah, you bet. Everybody is scrambling, trying to figure out how to make their tell and their employees feel safe. And we're a big part of it. Our, Our industry is out there educating customers, providing options and um, solutions for these uh, business owners to be able to get their employees back and to get their customers back so that they feel safe. And um, uh, our our team has done just a great job of educating the customers on what their options are. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, Jeff, I need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Do you happen to have a story that you could share with us about maybe one of your franchisees? Jeff? Yes. Uh, A story about one of our franchisees, yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Thank you. We'll be right back, folks, with more from Jeff Odo with Citywide Franchising after this commercial break. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about the building maintenance industry today with Jeff Odo. So, Jeff, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have um, maybe a story you could share with our listeners. Yeah, um, so, uh, Linda, maybe be be a little bit more specific for me, if you would. What kind of a story would you like about one of our franchise owners? Yeah, just one of your franchisees uh, that maybe went into business and worked, you know, they didn't have the experience and you guys were help, able to help them build a business uh, with City. Okay, good. I love it. I'll just use the one that I celebrated yesterday. Got to talk to uh, John Duffy and Steve Howerton in Tampa, Florida. Here's two guys that were working for Centos, making money for corporate America, they they went off on a group of five people searching for a new business to buy. And um, these two started a business about just a little over 10 years ago. 
and now are uh, is doing um, about eighteen million dollars in revenue and employing um, close to thirty people and have hundreds of of contractors and contractors employees in the Tampa Bay market. They are making the difference in the lives of so many different people and it's just a it's 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 wonderful as a CEO and a business owner to be able to have people like that who not only are in it financially but they are two of the most uh, loving, caring, respectful people and what they do to give back to their employees and the contractors and the clients and the people that they surround themselves with. It's just it's a great culture that we have, and uh, those are two living, breathing examples of, of what Citywide can accomplish for people who want to take a chance on themselves. Now, Jeff, in my head, I'm just trying to figure that out. You said – that they make $19 million in revenue. Is that annually? Yes. And you're saying they only employ about 30 people? Correct. That's some yeah. huge profit margin. Yeah, well, 32% gross profit. It's a, it is an amazing model because we are, again, a sales organization and because we have no equipment, no inventory, no vehicles, it's just a – it's a very scalable business where, you know, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, it's, it's the greatest secret out there in franchising. Just people – every time we get the chance to tell our story, people are blown away and amazed by the uh, abilities. Our, our average franchisee does almost $5 million in revenue. And that's that's our average, and that includes obviously all of the brand new ones that are out there. And I mean, it's just our our opportunity is a really really big opportunity. Right, and and you, it does sound like it's very scalable. So if someone is happy with you know just running a five million dollar, just a small little five million dollar a year um, business, then they're they can keep it that way. Otherwise. They could grow it to something like this, $19 million. That's not a small business, Jeff, but it looks like the footprint is, is small. Yeah. Um, uh, Tampa, um, most all of our franchisees have at least a million uh, people in their territory, and I think Tampa you know, might have uh, 2.5, 2.7 million people in their territory. So these are – Large markets, but um, certainly very manageable markets. And you are right from the scalable standpoint. Uh, there is an unlimited opportunity for people to add salespeople. And the great thing is in our model, it's this compounding recurring revenue stream. So we're not starting from scratch every single month, which is why so many of these businesses struggle to get to that our size because they have to start from scratch every day. And if there's bad weather or if there's whatever it is uh, and they don't get any traffic, they start from zero every single month. Our business is recurring and boy, it allows you to build a big business. Wow. And and it sounds as though once you build it and it uh, starts running, then that's where some of that, 
um, time and financial freedom comes from that so many people leaving corporate are desperately seeking. So it sounds like you have that model that can provide that. Yeah, I would say almost everybody in our top quartile has the uh, lifestyle equity and income that they desire, and that that trifecta of, of what everybody is looking for. There's a lot of businesses that will give you an income, but then they don't sell for much. You are the business, as an example, and yeah. so it's hard yeah. to sell your business. Um, and then so, but so we have the income that's very good. We give you the equity, which so it's sellable. And because our model is designed to replicate what we have done in Kansas City, is our job as leaders of Citywide is to surround ourselves and replace ourselves as quickly as possible. And so we were we, we surround ourselves with these professional managers who are uh, much better, oftentimes, of running the business than we are. And you'll find our franchise owners are great. Um, sales, marketing, they can really drive the business. But boy, once they get it to the point to where they can bring in an operational expert to run it for them, that's Linda when they get the lifestyle as well because now they've got a machine that is just, um, it's that flywheel concept of it's just running itself. Now, don't get me wrong, they're still working, but they're sure not working like they, they used to because it, we just have a system that um, works. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, folks, if you're listening, I want to make sure that you picked up on something that, that Jeff just mentioned. He was talking about um, if you don't have a model that allows you to step away from it, then you've just created a job for yourself. That's what happens many times when someone wants to the franchising opportunity. So they start their own business. There's only 24 hours in a day, and if you're trying to do it yourself, then when you step away, the business stops. So you heard the picture that Jeff just painted, that at some point, once that momentum takes place, then with Citywide, you can step away from that. You'll never be able to do that if you start your business from scratch. Sorry, Jeff, I just had to get on my soapbox just a little bit about that <laughs> and because it's a, it, it was a perfect education opportunity to let people know the value of franchising and especially plugging into a seasoned franchise brand like you guys. So it sounds like you guys have also done a great job during COVID in supporting your franchisees. That's a very big uh, – that's going to be a really big discussion point going forward, don't you think? Absolutely. I think that a lot of these franchisors are struggling with how to support them, how to get the, their businesses back to uh, – um, um, I, I hate saying the new normal, but just getting – some of them yeah. are struggling just getting opened again. And then what do we do with this? And so – uh, there's going to be a lot of factors, a lot of things in play, and we're going to figure it out. The elections are less than two weeks away. That's going to have an impact, I'm sure, on a lot of businesses. And so, mm-hmm. we're, um, yeah. But, it, it, uh, you know, Linda, what you talked about, franchising, I feel like our franchisees and any, again, any good franchise system 
It is so much better to be working with all of these bright minds who come together on a regular basis, and we're working it out together. I feel sorry for the independent business owner that really tries to do it all and has to. They're still they're trying to figure out everything, and it's impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's just so much harder to do on your own than with a good franchise concept. Yeah, definitely. Because if you're doing it on your own, it's like spinning plates, right? You know, you're you're constantly putting your focus on one thing and something else over here is wobbling a bit. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Do you see that um, or would you be open if somebody's listening and they happen to have a um, maybe it's whether it's a janitorial service or maybe they have their own building maintenance service? Would it be um, uh, a good idea for them to even have discussion with citywide and possibly fold up under citywide with the current clients they have? Yeah, absolutely. We would love a conversion. We'd love to be able to talk to a, a conversion candidate, somebody who's already in the business. They're, they are very good at what they do. Uh, we, Linda, we spent $3.2 million on technology this year alone. Now, this person that you're talking about who might be listening, they – you know, they're so busy looking for mm-hmm. employees and trying to do it all. They come to somebody like us, and we provide them a whole new technology platform, a whole new social media platform, a whole new marketing platform, a whole new accounting package, IT package, HR legal. All of that is provided for them, which allows them just to be able to go out and grow their business, and we take care of all the backhouse support. And ultimately, it's interesting. As great as I think the citywide model is, what ends up happening is that, you know, after you teach franchisees everything that you can about the model, before long, obviously, they're going to know as much about it as you do, right? I mean, they're, they're, mm-hmm. these are skilled people, and one of the things that they love the most about us is the people, the other franchise owners, and every single one of those franchise owners, man, they come to my house. They have dinner with my wife and I. They become part of the family. And so you take a, a an independent that's out there working on their own, and then they come into our model. They get all of this backhouse support services, and mm-hmm. then they get the other franchisees in a performance group who are really, really incented to help them be successful. It is a game changer for those folks. Right. Right. I am sure it is. Because I tell you what, Jeff, as an entrepreneur, uh, coming, whether you're coming out of corporate or not, I tell you what, it can feel pretty lonely, especially during those days where you're facing uh, a challenge or a crisis like the pandemic, and nobody knows what the heck to do. And when you're by yourself, you're sitting in your home office going, wringing your hands going, I don't know what's next. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's just overwhelming. I I I um, I'm asked oftentimes about franchising and uh, buddies or friends. You know, what do I do? I've been laid off or outsourced. What do I do? And I tell people, it's like I you're you're talking to the wrong person if mm. if you're looking for recommendations and suggestions on how to go back to corporate America. I, I cannot sit here and tell you that I think that you should go back to corporate America and make money for the next person. Franchising is mm-hmm. such an amazing opportunity. And there's so many options out there, right? I mean, Citywide might not be right for uh, all of your listeners, but they're all of your listeners 
have something in your portfolio, you have something in your portfolio for all of your listeners. And there is a good match for franchisees if they're willing to listen. I find, Linda, I don't know how you feel about this, but oftentimes people will leave corporate America because they're just tired of having a boss, you know, and they just want to go out and take control of their own destiny. Well, the fact of the matter is in franchising, you still have a boss, right? I mean, the franchisor still holds the cards and still uh, is the boss, but you have so much more autonomy. But if you can, if you, uh, one of your listeners is a good learner, loves to learn. I mean, that's what we look for is somebody who, if you love to learn, if you're not a know-it-all, and you'll follow a franchisor's system, uh, and you're hungry to learn and grow, boy, I bet you you have some um, some wonderful opportunities for just about anybody who's listening. Yeah, I would have to agree 100% with that, Jeff. i tell you what, we could go on. You and I could go on and talk for quite some time, but we're down to the end of the show here. Before we get to those final three questions, if someone is listening and they want to know more about uh, the citywide opportunity, how would they find that information? Is there a website or uh, email address? What works best, Jeff? Citywidefranchise.com. Citywidefranchise.com. So that'd be the best way to go for the franchise concept. Otherwise, you can uh, call me at 913-207-5333. Wonderful. I'll talk to you personally. That's, that's my cell phone. Perfect. So, Jeff, we're uh, in those final three questions. The first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for this process? Well, I think you have to know what you want out of your uh, new career. I think you really have to know what you want out of this next phase in life. And so if um, you, I, I guess I would say you really need to know why you're willing to invest all these dollars and give up so much of your time to start a, a, a new business. So I, I, I don't care how hard you're working, how busy you are. If you're running east and you're looking for a sunset, right? You're running east and you're looking for yep. a sunset. You're in trouble, which means yep. if you don't start with the end in mind and make um, and know what you want out of it, then uh, you're going to end up finding an opportunity that robs you of your soul and robs you of your time just in return for money. And it's all the money in the world is not worth it. So my recommendation is, is know what you want out of this, uh, 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 this next phase of your life and, and do your research. Yes, most definitely. Now, the next question, I think we, you have um, touched on this throughout the interview. Um, the question is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Yes, uh, good. Okay, yeah. uh, willing to learn. They got to be hungry. Really, really mm-hmm. got to be hungry. And somebody who's willing to follow the process. Too many people come in and uh, a day after training, they now think that they know more about the industry than we do. And they go back to their their gut instincts and how they, they've hired people for years and they've managed people for years. And, and they fall back on their own instincts rather than following mm-hmm. the process. And you know these these franchise systems are successful because they have processes, but only if people will follow them. And oftentimes ego gets in the way, and they don't want to call and ask questions. And I I tell people all the time, you just paid us a hundred thousand dollars for a recipe, 
(laughs) You bought the recipe. You put it in your pocket. You sat there and listened to about it for two weeks of training, but then you put it in your pocket and you never, ever, ever take it out again and look at it. I think it's just uh, you're going to spend all that money for a recipe, follow the recipe. Most definitely. That's a good point. Um, So the final question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? Ooh, well, uh, franchising, I think, is going to be good. I I really do. I think what's going to happen is more and more people are being disenchanted with corporate America, more and more outsourcing. Um, More and more of this gig economy is happening where people just begin to want to do their own thing and franchising. I think that uh, franchising is actually going to change completely with – uh, for the better, because there's going to be so many new opportunities that you and I have never even heard of today, Linda. In five or ten years from now, this gig economy and what franchising offers for people that are willing to save a little money, take control of their own destiny, and take a chance on themselves are going to have a great, great uh, option in franchising world. Yeah, I would have to agree. I see it in doing nothing more than just expanding and growing and that business model is um, being embraced by so many different industries now just like you said Mm -hmm. we are not going to we are not going to um, there's no limit to what industries could benefit by using the, the franchise model for sure Jeff one more time if someone's wanting more information about citywide where should they go citywidefranchise.com wonderful Jeff, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed our conversation, and uh, I look forward to um, keeping my eye on Citywide, that's for sure. Thanks, Linda. I appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you and, and your audience. Very good. So, folks, you know, it is it is all about, um, as Jeff was talking about, it, it is a, a lot about growth. I always do. I'm going to leave you with a quote. This is a Tony Robbins quote. It goes like this. Every problem is a gift. Without problems, we would not grow. So I wanted to kind of expand on that just a little bit because I see that um, there, there are many people out there that see problems and they actually walk the other way. However, problems or challenges, whichever one you want to see, they create an opportunity. So you see the the building issue, the building the the problem that the building is seeing, and that means it needs to be cleaned, it needs maintenance. The building could see that as a problem, but citywide sees it as an opportunity to grow, and that's why they're expanding so much. So, folks, keep that in mind. And thanks for being with me today. And I look forward to seeing you next time on All Things Franchising. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.